1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It is Saturday, January the 11th. I am your host, Rob Fontenot. In this episode, we're going to talk about arbitration. The Astros reach an agreement with four out of six of their arbitration-eligible players. Also, the Astros added an arm to the roster via trade with Tampa Bay. The Pocota rankings don't come out till February, but what I want to do in this episode is, is show you or talk about what the Pakoda rankings projected for last season, and then compare them to the final standings as well. Also a shout out to a listener that will come up. And uh, have I changed my mind whether or not the Astros can actually extend or resign or whatever you want to call, George Springer. Can the Astros keep George Springer, and have I changed my mind? We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, so let's start off with arbitration news. The Astros reached an agreement with four out of six arbitration-eligible players. Let's start off with the two guys that they couldn't reach an agreement with. The first one... George Springer, uh, he was asking for 22.5 million. The Astros offered him 17.5. That is a difference of five million. That is a very big gap. Uh, Aledmas Diaz asked for 2.6 million. The Astros offered two. They couldn't reach an agreement. That's a difference of 600,000, which is a drop in the bucket compared to the Springer deal. Now let's go over the guys that reached agreements. You've got Correa eight million, Osuna ten million, Peacock three point nine, and Devo two million. So when I first saw the George Springer story that he wanted twenty two point five million dollars and the Astros offered seventeen, I was thinking the Astros are going to get this. George Springer made $12 million in 2019. This guy wants a $10 million raise. There's no way George Springer's going to get this. The Astros are going to win. So I think about it a little bit more. George Springer had an MVP-type season going last year until he got hurt. He ended with 292 average, which is probably, I would bet you, his best season yet. 39 homers, 96 RBIs, 974 OPS in 122 games. Like I said, MVP season going until he got hurt. Great season. He deserves 17, 22, whatever. But let's not get to that yet. So anyway, he's an MVP type caliber player. But I looked at his, I mean, I already knew that he made 12 And I was thinking, $10 million, this guy wants a $10 million raise, that's a lot of money. But then you look at what the Red Sox did. The Red Sox gave Mookie Betts $27 million. Now if you ranked all of the players in Major League Baseball, Mookie Betts and Springer are both going to be in the top 20 somewhere. Mookie Betts will probably be in the top 10. Springer's going to hover around 11 or 12, maybe 19 or 20. I don't know. But they're both top-tier, top-level players. Mookie Betts maybe be ranked higher. I don't know. We would rather have Springer. We love George. You know that. But if you look at that, Mookie Betts, $27 million. I started to lean towards the fact that, yes, it's a $10 million raise. But you're looking at a guy that could have possibly been the MVP last year. And if Mookie Betts can make 27, I think Springer should get 22. Now, the Astros have lost the last six arbitration cases they went to. And my prediction is they're going to lose this one, too. So Lunau, he said, we didn't reach an agreement, but I'm not going to rule out a possibility of a multi-year deal. So when I read that, my first reaction was, whatever. You know, you're just saying that just so we can hear you say it. I know you don't mean it. You're not. There's no way you're going to get them. My prediction all along is we're not going to get them. I told you before, we have all the money invested in Grinky, JV, uh, Altuve, and Bregman. And I was saying that Grinky and JV, maybe we can sign Springer to a team-friendly deal, and when those two guys are gone, the money will be there. But we won't have any pitching, so I just don't see it happening. But my eyes have been open because there was something I wasn't thinking about. There was something that I didn't think about until this morning. Michael Brantley, and I guess I should have looked this up, but I I think he makes 15 million, and Reddick makes 13 million. At the end of this season, they will both be free agents, they will be out of here. That opens up 26 to whatever, $26, $28 million. That opens up the money to pay Springer $27 million. Now, he's going to have to agree to take less this year. And that's what I mean by a team-friendly deal. He's going to have to take less this year. Maybe he takes 17. And when these guys are gone, he bumps up to 27. Maybe he gets a four-year deal, he, he's probably going to want more, but let's say he takes a four-year deal, and he goes 17, 27, 27, 27. Maybe. I don't know. I think he's 31. Man, I don't know if he can get a six, seven-year deal, because he's going to be 38, but I don't, I think a five-year deal might be fair. So maybe he gets 17 and 27. I don't know. But it's there. The possibility is there, because we have Tucker. Under control forever. We have Jordan Alvarez, who I told you last time is working on his agility to play outfield. You got Miles Straw. There's plenty of there's plenty of guys to play outfield with the young guys and the young talent we have. We also have Taylor Jones, who they just uh, protected on the 40-man roster. There's people there to play outfield. Springer and the young guys. So just think about it. If Tucker busts out this year, we'll have Springer and Tucker. And then you can have whoever over there. I think we're going to be fine. I didn't. I never thought about that aspect of Brantley and Reddick being gone. So I retract my statement. I think there's a chance that we can re-sign George Springer. Brian McTaggart said maybe not. I say maybe not, but... It's not a 0% chance. It's not. I think there's a chance. Someone said the other day that it was kind of a negative tweet, but George Springer's going to be the next guy to go to the Yankees. You know, he grew up in Connecticut. He probably grew up a Red Sox fan. or I think he did grow up a Red Sox fan. But anyway, I think George Springer can remain an Astro. Let's go to... A new pitcher, Austin Pruitt. The Astros, Thursday night, they traded uh, the Tampa Bay Rays for a right-handed pitcher, Austin Pruitt. And according to Brian McTaggart, it was to bolster the rotation. The first time I had heard this story, it said that he could be a long reliever or battle for the fifth spot in the rotation. So the Astros traded away two guys. It was a three-player deal. Payton... Battenfield, a right-hand pitcher and outfielder, Cal Stevenson. They designated for assignment Mr. Dean Dietz, who is now out. So what does DFA mean? It means any other team can pick up Dean Dietz now. And if they don't, the Astros get him back. So Pruitt. Austin Pruitt went to high school in Houston. He also played for the University of Houston, so he is a Houston boy. Uh, He should, this is what I read on the story, he could challenge for a spot with Urquidy, Peacock, Valdez, James, and prospect Force Whitley and Christian Javier. So he could be in the rotation. Uh, so it's saying Urquidy, Peacock, all these guys aren't a shoe-in. I said it the other day that Urquidy, awesome, awesome uh, World Series. I would pencil him in right now, but you never know how good he's going to be this spring. So he could challenge so according to this story, Prospect Forrest Whitley and Christian Javier could also be in the rotation. So Pruitt has started games in Major League Baseball, 2017 to 19. He had 67 appearances with 10 starts. He had a 4.87 ERA. Says he has two different breaking balls and a good fastball with good command. So like I said, the prediction for this guy could be a long reliever. But according to Brian McTaggart, I know I've said his name three times in this podcast. I apologize. But he could be the fifth starter. Depending on Arquiti or these other guys, he could be the fourth starter. Who knows? But let me tell you this. This is what makes this guy desirable for the Houston Astros. According to StatCast, Pruitt's spin rate is 2,999 revolutions per minute. Out of eligible players who have thrown enough innings, he is number nine out of 358. He has the ninth highest spin rate out of 358 eligible pitchers And that is the type of pitcher Astros make magic with. I'm extremely excited, Pruitt said. There are 29 other teams I could have gone to, and it happens to be the home team. I don't want to correct you, but there are actually only 28 other teams you could have went to because you were already with one. So there aren't 29 other teams. There are 29 teams. I don't want to correct you and be the Be the, uh, what is it called? The English, English police? I don't know. So anyway, I'm dogging him out for saying that, and now I sound like an idiot myself. So I saw another story. It said how many players or who could be on the roster for their team in 2030? So I clicked on it, and it said, here's a quick quiz. How many players do you think started on their team in 2010, and they are still on the team today. Ten years straight with the same team. How many players do you think accomplished that feat? The total is 13. So what it said here is who do you think is going to be on the roster with the Astros in 2013? Out of all the players on the team now, who's still going to be on the team? The prediction of the writer of this story said Alex Bregman. I would have to agree with him. So anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to go over those Pacota rankings, or you know what I'm saying. The Pacota rankings from 2019, and let's see how well... They were able to predict last season. We'll be right back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, now let's take a look at these 2019 Pocota projections and compare them to the uh, final standings of 2019. I'm only going to do the American League because that's all that matters until we get to the World Series. And of course, I don't want to give you too much information at once. Uh, The Yankees were predicted to win the East with 96 wins. They ended up with 103. That was seven better. Boston was predicted uh, 90. They won 84. That was pretty close. They missed it by six. Uh, They actually got the run differential off by 12. That was impressive to me. Tampa Bay was predicted uh, 86 wins, and they got 96. A run differential of 50 and they ended up with 113. They missed it by 63. A team like Tampa Bay is very hard to predict, Uh, and I'm going to get into that a little bit more in a second. Uh, Toronto, 76. They got 67, and Baltimore, 57, and they won 54. Uh, They predicted Cleveland would win the Central with 96, and they won 93. Uh, They predicted Minnesota, would win 81, and they missed it by 30. No, they missed it by 20. They won 101 games. Uh, Kansas City, they missed it. Uh, White Sox, they predicted 70, and they won 72. Detroit, uh, they were off by 20. You look at Houston, they predicted 99 wins, and the Astros won 107. They predicted a 179 run differential, and the Astros had a 280. They predicted the Angels would win second place in the West with 81 wins, and they only got 72. Uh, They slept on the A's, who they predicted 79 wins, and they got 97. Seattle, 75. They only won 68. And Texas, they were way off there as well. They predicted 69 wins. Uh, So... They predicted the Yankees, Houston, and Cleveland would win the divisions with a Boston-Tampa Bay wildcard game. However, you got Yankees, Houston, and Minnesota with a Tampa Bay and Oakland wildcard game. So what I wanted to do real quick is go to the final standings of the decades. I was recording this earlier, and once again, another disclaimer, I thought about this, so I said, let me look this up so I can add this. So, the most wins in the last decade in the American League, I can give you the whole thing, but I'm just gonna give you the American League. Number one, New York Yankees, nine hundred and twenty one wins. Uh, number two, you stay in the east, the Red Sox with eight seventy two. the uh this is this is what I want to tell you. I said like earlier, I had something to tell you. They predicted Tampa Bay would win 86, they won 96. Did you have any idea that the Tampa Bay Rays won more games in the last decade than anyone in the Central or the West? They have won the third they won the third most games in the decade behind Tampa Bay and Boston. 860. The Cleveland Indians won 855. Texas won 843. They were pretty successful early on. And Oakland, 839. The Angels, 822. Those are all the guys that won 800. The Astros, 789. We all know why. You look at the National League, you got Uh, The Dodgers, 919. The Cardinals, 899. You figure they were going to be pretty high. And Nationals, 879. So they've got some parity in the American League. All the guys, the three top guys are in the East, but the top three are spread out. Who do you think is the worst in the decade? Miami Marlins, 707. Followed by the Padres, 739. Who's the worst in the American League? Chicago White Sox, 743. You would think it would be Baltimore Orioles, but they're 755. You would think it would be Detroit, but they're 782. They were actually successful as well back in the Justin Verlander days. All right, so the last thing that I wanted to tell you about was I got a good review. And I told you before that when I get a review on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to share it with you. Uh, Derek VW. He said, great podcast. I really love the pod and the content covered. I would love a sticker. Remember when I offered you guys a sticker in the giveaway? I would love a sticker to add to my collection if you're still giving them out. Well, what I was going to do was have a giveaway. Everybody that wanted one, I'd put you in the hat and draw a winner. But the only one interested was Corbett, so I sent him one. So the contest is over. However, you have opened my eyes to an opportunity, my good friend, Derek VW. If you want a sticker, do what Derek did. Go to Apple, give me a review, And I will send you a sticker. However, Derek VW, you need to contact me so I can get your information so that I can send you the sticker. Because you're getting one. You can reach out to me on Facebook. My name is Rob Fontenot on Facebook. Just like it's on the podcast, find me, friend me, send me a message, whatever you got to do. You can also go and join Astros Fanatics on Facebook without friending me. Just join it. It's a community to talk about the Astros. Just find me on Facebook. Give me your information. You can find me on Twitter, at Rob Fontenot. I'm very easy to find. I don't have tricky names. Find me on Twitter. Send me a DM. Follow me on there if you have Twitter. Or if you don't have any of the above, you can just text me Two one zero is the area code, 919-1695, 919-1695, and I'll get that sticker out to you, Derek VW. I appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. So before I go, let's just talk about, I know this thing an NFL podcast, but I'm just telling you, it's six in the morning right now where I'm at. I just got off work. When you wake up, you're going to hear this. I'm going to tell you what's going on today. Saturday, the Vikings at San Francisco, 335. Titans at Ravens, 715. That's your evening game. Sunday, your Houston Texans travel to Kansas City at 205. And then the Seahawks at the Packers, 540. Do I have predictions? No. I can give you some. I don't really watch a lot of football anymore. Um, San Francisco is pretty good. They'll probably win that. I mean, everybody would pick the Ravens, but can they win it all with that young kid as quarterback? I mean, isn't he going to fall sooner or later? The Titans beat, uh, they knocked out the New England Patriots. Can they do it again? I don't know. The Texans go to Kansas City. They beat them last time they went over there. Can they beat them? I don't know. I don't think so. Seattle at Green Bay. I've heard some people say Seattle can win at Green Bay, but I don't know. I don't know how good these guys are. I know San Francisco was good. I know Baltimore was good. But there's your predictions right there. I don't know. Uh, but also, the wife and I are planning on going to the movies tonight to see 1917. Looks like a very good movie. When Golden Globe Pitcher uh, for Best Golden Globe Award for Best Pitcher, Best Director. I think it's going to be good. I saw the previews. I wanted to see it. Surprisingly, my wife wants to see it. This is going to be one of the very few times that I go to the movies with my wife and I do not watch a chick flick. I, wa- I like Star Wars. She doesn't, so she doesn't go with me. I like Planet of the Apes. I could talk to you about Planet of the Apes all day. If you like Planet of the Apes, find me. We can talk about that. But she won't watch it. But anyway, 1917. Once again, everybody, I really do appreciate it. I hope you enjoy your weekend. I know I sure will. I have class all week at work. Next week, I will not be working. I will be in class, and that is awesome. I don't have to work hard. Uh, So anyway, I appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball.